ओमस्तापकायधर्मसर्वधर्मस्वूपिने अवतारवरिष्ठा रामकृष्णयते नम ओं जननी शारद देवी रामकृष्ण जगद्गु परपद्मेतोस्त्री प्रणमा मुहुर्मुहुर् ओं जयंती मंगलाकाली भद्रकालिकलिनी दुर्गा क्षमा शिवादात्री स्वहस्रहानमस्तुते So after a few weeks uh, uh, break for Navaratri <coughs> we're picking up on the Kali Sasarnama and I think last meeting we did verse 2 every time I thought oh first time I, we definitely do four I printed up four verses thinking we do four verses <laughs> second time easily we do the three verses or only did one verse again so anyway we'll just assume that we'll do one or two, one verse <laughs> then most likely most likely yeah uh, this is also keeps it going <laughs> Yeah so it's anyway it's a it's a, a um this is a very auspicious time of course this is still uh uh during uh, uh um we just finished this beautiful navaratri which was quite wonderful uh, a lot of work a lot of people <laughs> a lot of preparations but the the effect i think was very wonderful the, the atmosphere especially on durga puja it was like the nine days was like a wave but it kind of the durga puja was the crest and the but just like in a wave you ride yeah wow top, but then you come crashing down mm-hmm. <laughs> so we we we've experienced a little bit of that crash we're just trying to clean up and rest and trying to sleep and 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 recover a little bit so slowly so every day better the problem is our every day is still just as busy <laughs> <laughs> um, but the work doesn't stop but it's auspicious work it's all uh, service of divine mother You pray for it. we pray to the divine mother to worship and serve her and then we can't complain when she gets the arrangement to worship and serve her. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can grumble but not you have to be careful <laughs> who you're grumbling to. <laughs> but uh uh anyways by God's grace everything was very successful uh, very successful and now we're, and then uh, uh the what is the f- uh, Amabasha the Mahalaya Amabasha then the Navaratri Durga Puja and then on the purnima not all india celebrates but in bengal they they do uh, lakshmi puja on the purnima after um others lakshmi pujas on diwali or vada lakshmi puja there's different like even in bengal this is lakshmi this is uh shara purnima is lakshmi puja and especially if you celebrate if you perform durga puja then the 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 following um, uh, purnima lakshmi puja is required so we did in a simple way uh uh mahale you were mentioning uh they say about the pitru paksha yes yes is it true that actually the pitrus are they it's they really during that time especially during those two weeks is auspicious time so and so you, we find out that no matter which time of the year your ancestors passed away you find that the titi and during that krishna paksha you can got uh, pitru paksha you can do according like if your like if your grandfather died on ashtami you wait you can do his puja shraddha on ashtami but uh, but then on amavasha it all comes together so you can everybody can do their the puja and there's different ways to think it but one simple way that was explained to me helps me kind of visualize it is we are we are in a very multidimensional world as a multi world world <laughs> multi worlds is each multi dimension yeah and and they're moving and so certain times just like day and night are very different but at at sunset they come very close they pass each other that's called sandhya Right so similarly these worlds the world the pitta loka the world of the ancestors the world of the dead and the world of the living seem to pass during this time so the the two worlds the two realms are very close and communication is very very close and you see during it's a, 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 
even like today we're celebrating Halloween, right? And tomorrow, all what is in Christianity is All Saints Day, and and then all tomorrow All Saints Day, and then then All Souls Day, right? Or the Day of the Dead, right? But this is these are Christian uh, trying to attempt to to control a pagan holiday. This is a pre-Christian holiday, right? It's and yeah, this is what do they call it? Um, uh, Sawin, 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 right? I can't pronounce it. Sawin, and uh, uh, and. It was considered a big juncture, so it's a transition. It's the end of summer, end of summer, beginning of uh, uh, fall. Right. So it's, it's of course where you put it. We have the we have the equinox. We have the the, the solstice it's and equinox. Right in the middle between uh, the fall. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's also in between. It's like the equinox is important. This is in between the equinox and the solstice. There's also a juncture, right? And so it's it's also a big transition. The end of summer, beginning of uh, fall. Cause we always say the first day of spring. It's not the first day of spring, actually. That's how we organize. It's 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 transition. you know first day of spring would be in the middle, I guess, when you know like this. So it's actually these these are very auspicious uh, transition time. But you could see even as a, as a, as the as the time changes, what's hap- what's happening? You know, it's like uh, 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 it it seems like everything's dying. Right. It seems like everything's dying. The trees are losing their leaves. Right. The fruit trees drop their fruit. Right. Uh, things dry up. You know, things are things. Are certain things. Everything gets cold. Right. It's it's so. It seems like this is the world of the dead has come very close to the world of the living. Right. But even in the middle of winter, it seems everything is. De- of course, here in California, middle of winter means it's seventy. Right. So it's like we have to be a little bit. <laughs> we have to be a little humble about our. <laughs> The world of the dead are coming to attack us, yeah. <laughs> but, but in the normal world, not in the heaven world of, of, of Luna Beach in Southern California, right? Uh, definitely a transcendental realm that breaks certain laws of nature. Most temperate weather in the world, actually. Laguna Beach is one of the most temperate places in the entire world, right? So it's an unusual place, right? Um, Transitions aren't felt too hard, but you see a lot of parts of even right a lot of parts of, of, of America a lot of parts of the world winter means winter Right everything is frozen nothing seems to be alive the snow everything's covered in snow It's cold you, can, you know, so it seems like everything's dead, but then come spring Those dead things begin some of them begin to rustle and from from the frozen earth comes a little bit of a crack and then a little uh, 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 sprout comes up Right, uh, leaves begin to appear again. Uh, uh, so, in the middle of the of, of seeming death, also there's the seeds of life are there, and there's different. Uh, I don't want to be too corny and too uh, dorky, but there's scholarship on Halloween, a scholarship also on like the symbols of Halloween and different things like what does the pumpkin represent, like that, and it represents many, it represents whatever people want to represent. That's the nature of symbolism, right? But one of the uses of of of, of, of lighting lamps within within them. Right, it's like normally we have like a fire here is outside, but when you put a lamp inside of something, it seems as it's 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 almost it's been withdrawn, but it's still there. Even a lamp covered, it's still that lamp that that ember is still there, right? So in you know in the late tonight, if the candles are still lit, we'll try to keep them lit. You know, late tonight you come go outside at ten o'clock at night, all the lights in the dark, and you kind of from a distance, kind of cool. You go across the street and you look at your 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 uh. uh your your pumpkins or your, sh- your jack-o'-lanterns. It's kind of neat to see. Growing up, my, we were talking. My dad would make these incredible jack-o'-lanterns, and then we we make them like uh, the day before, usually the night before, and then we turn off all the lights and put them in the living room on the table, and we just sit down on the couch and look at it. <laughs> it was just so neat, 
right? Something that the, the light's within. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually things are lit from outside, not from yeah. inside. So it's a very nice symbol of that, in, that withdrawing. But it's not, and, so, and, and it becomes, in, because of Halloween, the nature of Halloween symbolism and the pagan and the demon, demification of the pagan uh, <laughs> symbols, right? Becomes a symbol of death, right. right? But the symbol of death is something, a light within. Doesn't seem, it seems scary, but it's not scary. It's actually very hopeful, right? It's a perfect symbol, I think, of fall. Mm-hmm. Where every, the light is brought deep, deep, deep within. And I was reading that, mm. like in Ireland, like, like you were saying that the, the worlds were closed. Like it, it was believed that the, the all the portals were open. Yeah. It was like portals. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. caves that were considered to be portals to mm-hmm. the other world right. were open, and there could mm-hmm. be. You know, spirits would come and right. and you see this is and and I, I I like I mean I mean we, now Halloween is you buy cheap plastic costume for your kid at, at Target <laughs> made in China you know and and, uh, and then you go out and you beg three musketeers from your neighbors you know it's like it's not much not much is left of it but still it's like one of the few the last few overtly pagan holidays. Yeah. Yeah. All the other holidays we celebrate are also pagan holidays. Easter is pagan, Christmas, Christmas is pagan, right? <laughs> right, but, but Easter, but Halloween is still a pagan holiday. By pagan, I mean pre-Christian, not, you know, right. the, the, uh, 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 pre-Christian or, or a long Christian, <laughs> not Christian holiday. <laughs> the good definition of pagan. And Halloween is only in the U.S., not in the Europe. No, no, it's, it's a European holiday. We, we get in remnants of it. We get the remnants of, of the European holiday. Uh, uh, we celebrate it in the most materialistic way possible, in the most shallow materialistic <laughs> way possible. That's our nature. But it's still a. a but you think what? It, what is it? The one day, yeah. the things that are considered scary, mm-hmm. you know, like we're scared of stuff, and we shouldn't. I mean, and we're taught to be scared of stuff. But some things are literally scary. But we court fear. We right. want to be scared. Yeah. We we're so because of fear, we've separated ourselves from anything scary. We're so scared right. of being scared that we don't. You know, we don't need anything ever <laughs> scary again. Right, but here we go. It's like we we, we go. We want to go to a, my sister's going to a haunted house today. Well, not a real, but sometimes it's like going like, like you know, the whole year it's like you'd be you you would never go into a haunted house. But today, of course, it's not a real haunted. It's a fake haunted house. But we want to be scared. You go to what is it that uh, not scary farm? Huge scary things. You know, you have uh, murderers attacking you from you know from <laughs> yeah. like all the imagery and all that. Would mm. any other time of the year? Mm. Gory, but it's like the most gory things are okay on this day. Severed arms, and <laughs> yeah. it's like we're used to severed arms and severed heads with yeah, colleagues. Yeah. So, so it's like it's, we court, so we're courting. So, the time we can actually, perhaps we do. It's one of the few days that we can look at scary things. We can look at spirits. We can look at witchcraft. We can look at magic. We can look at death. We can look at murder. We can look at all disease, all things. But we can look at it because we we do it in a playful way. But we can look at it. The rest of the time, we can never look at it all. It's too scary yeah. to look at ever, right? We can look at it, but we do it in, this, in a way that's culturally safe and acceptable. And I, a couple of years ago, I, re- I read, a, this is part of the dorky scholarship of <laughs> people like me, right? Right, uh, ac- uh, weird academic uh, anomalities. <laughs> it's appropriate for Halloween, right? Where people are like uh, doing research on the, uh, the nature of, of, of inter- human social. Sorry, this is not about. This is about. This is, this is about uh, Kali, but right. It's, but general satsang, right? Um, where like we're taught never go to an unknown house, never talk to an unknown. Kids should never talk to adults that they don't know. And you never take candy from adults and strangers, right? And further, you learn, further, you know, don't take candy from strangers, right? And strangers, like people in the house, they don't. Last thing you want is a bunch of rowdy kids coming to your door, 
right? You know, it's like, it's like hey, what's, you hear something, who's out there? Right, any other time of the year. Right. right, but this is a weird thing where we're actually tempting kids, rowdy right. kids. Right. right, not only rowdy kids, rowdy kids that are hyped up on sugar and in, and, and in disguise. <laughs> right, the most dangerous type of kids ever, you know. <laughs> right, you know? they're masked. You know, to come to your door and you tempt them and they're also overcome their natural social fear of uh, what they've been trained from from every day of their life right, right? don't go to a stranger don't like don't go to somebody's house uh, especially at night don't take candy from unknown people and you knock on their door and you all and ask for candy <laughs> right you know it's like it's a very strange thing but a lot of you think it's like looking at scary things we only do th- uh, in a socially acceptable party uh, atmosphere, but also trick or treat. I think breaks a lot of um uh, this so social anxiety and and that's been created. You know, uh, but the, why do kids? Why do pe- why do people purposely invite kids to their house? Right? They don't want. There's also something. There's something missing. You should have kids come to your house. You should give kids candy. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> right? There's the only time where it's like we try to give kids candy would be we, we become suspect. Right, this is the time where people are like, oh, here we're te- we're luring kids into our dark, scary house to give them candy. <laughs> How is that okay? <laughs> are you familiar with the movie Fantasia? Uh, yes, There's yeah. that sequence. Yes, it's, yes, yes. It's incredibly beautiful, uh, and it's 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 Halloween in uh-huh. Russia, yeah, the yeah, Ukraine, yeah, yes. and this mountain. Yes. comes to life as yes. like a demon. I yes, don't know what yes. The yes, yes. Would be, but yes. That mountain in the Ukraine is well, that that god or that mm-hmm. guy that comes out of the mountain is Chernobyl, mm-hmm. is wow. his name, and mm-hmm. so that's the actual place where Chernobyl. Interesting. <laughs> like he, he, he woke up again, you know. Yes, yeah. and. Um, yeah. But it has a very beautiful ending in yes. the movie. Of course, yes. the, the nuns are coming. Yes, yes. It ends with the. Christianity purifying the paganism. <laughs> could be that could be the meaning behind it. I haven't thought of it this way, but now I have my. <laughs> That's definitely Halloween. Yeah. My dad saw that movie uh, in the theater uh, when he was nine years old, uh, in 1941, when uh, uh, and he said that sequence really scared him. Yeah, yeah. yeah think about where it came scary. out, what where it is. Scary. It's pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, and it's and 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 but. We're like like on on on, Nav- on Navaratri, we we did Kanya Puja. We had all these little girls come. We gave them candy. We washed their feet. We're like going. But you see, like that's such an auspicious thing to do. But we'd be nervous to do that any other time of the year. And here we're breaking. Like we only allow women to do it here because it just. I mean, because it's just weird in our culture. Like oh, no, a bunch of grown men. No, let me let me wash the little girls' feet and feed her candy. It's just because it's we become so distrusting. For reasons also, but a lot of them are legitimate. Some of them are real, right? But but even we have to a little bit. We don't let in. Because uh, uh, um, uh, we're not doing officially the puja, but the, our version of the Kanya puja, Kumari puja, all the little girls are being worshipped. But we but we've made a it's like we only let the ladies do this, so that doesn't freak out the moms, doesn't scare, you know, who are men touching my daughter? It's just weird, you know. It's like, but that's what's it's what's supposed to happen. We're supposed to feed children. How, Easter is the same thing. That uh, in Usha was telling uh, the tradition in her in Austria and, and the farmers that um, uh, it, your, uh, children are supposed to go and ask for an egg from farmers, right? That's where the Easter egg comes from. It's a symbol of great symbol of fertility, of course, right? And you ask for an egg, and uh, but of course, and, and and if the children don't come to your house, then considered very inauspicious, right? You want children to come. Otherwise, how will prosperity come? How will fertility come? 
in spring. This is a spring festival, a rebirth festival. Egg is a perfect symbol of this, right? So you have to tempt the kids also. What do you do? You give them, you also don't just give them eggs, you give them cake. You give them pies, you give them sweets. Now that now our, our Easter eggs have become chocolate eggs. Right. Yeah, that's how we do it at Kali Monday. We, yeah. get, we hide chocolate eggs, right? And we make, we, so many traditions have come. But that same thing, getting children, ch- and you can see on Easter here, right? You've been, you've been here on Easter, you've brought your, your, your nephews and your nieces like this, right? You see, when you have a bunch of children running around joyfully searching in the joy, you can feel it's auspicious, mm-hmm. right? A bunch of, you know, it's like, uh, but, and put, but we have to be, it's only a few socially acceptable settings. Like, Come, I've hid candies in my backyard. <laughs> Come to my yard. You know, like that would be, that wouldn't be normal. No, like, but so we decorate these holidays, these remnants of these old pagan holidays that are deal, the dealing with real spiritual principles, I think, and ancient principles. Happy children, right? To bring prosperity right, and happiness, right. life affirming, like this. And you can see right in this transition when dark, when when symbols were, uh, where things seem to be dying. Right. This is a time we take right. advantage of those symbols of death and scariness and bring auspiciousness to it. Right. Now it's become very important. It's become shallow. Right. But that's everything has become shallow. But it's. But I think it's one of the. Uh, uh, where uh, and also the pagan symbols have become normal. These have been pa- like you know it's like the devil's trident. Yeah. That's Shiva's trishul and or or uh, Poseidon's. Uh, it's, it's been the symbols of the of the other gods have become demons. These are the symbols of the devil. Right, these are originally gods. Now they become devil. Right, mm-hmm. but at least we can. S- but you see, we haven't forgotten them. Right, even Western culture still still remembers and worships "quote unquote" the devil on this day. <laughs> <laughs> the Christians are all freaked out. Some born again Christians are upset that the the overtly pagan and the scary and the ghosts and the the demons that we're worshiping and invoking and feeding on this day. They should be scared. It is. It is. It is a. This is an. This is. It's original. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, 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 very, very, very interesting. So it's, I like this. Of course, we don't celebrate much this Halloween. We carve our pumpkins, and then, and newly devahuti's kids come. It's about it. You know, <laughs> we, give, we give we give a lot of candy to two kids instead of candy to lots of kids. Because uh, tonight, because of satsang, some children come. A lot of the Indian kids who don't don't go trick or treat don't know that. So we give we'll give them, and the parents also get chocolate, chuck, uh, a few a few candies today. It's an auspicious day to feed everybody. I think. And also, not just kids. This is now also some of the more edgy parts of Halloween are reserved for adults, right? Which are also part of pagan custom. And uh, there's a lot of parties, costume balls, uh, Halloween party, too much drinking. It's also part of. It's not the thing. These are socially acceptable times, right? Uh, 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 where uh, it's also a purging of the, I think, a psychological purging of the unconscious. Things that were told are bad. Right, culturally and family, like, like we're given permission to do. You know, I'm not given permission to do. <laughs> we have stricter standards, but but you know, there's permissions to do. You see, like uh, you see, very good families in India. They're very teetotaling family. They're, um, never, never, uh, um, uh, never alcohol like that. But on on holy, they they drink bong, right? Or my family, we family was not a drinking family, right? But on on e- on New Year's, we have a little, even a little kid, we have a little cup of champagne, little plastic cup. Right, little, not enough to do anything. Right, but even the act of drinking it with your parents' permission, <laughs> something that your parents forbid you to do, right, right purges. I think, I think it, it 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 does something. I think it has a function. So the society uh, uh, pagan valves <laughs> to release the Christian tension that's been given, you know, to our culture. <laughs> we'll see if we edit this out or not. <laughs> <Probably> not. <laughs> Please forgive me. So, <clears throat> huh?
<laughs> we'll mark the time no no nothing too controversial uh uh so but that's it but actually we'll go into today's topic right uh, uh anyway so coming up is this is just period of time this transitional time uh, uh where halloween is done navaratri is done uh, um, um mahalaya is done the ancestors the day of the dead's coming uh, um, uh, one of the things the church did to superimpose to stamp their thing is that oh this is a really a Christian holiday they made all saints day tomorrow because there's more saints than there are days and every day every saint has a, has a feast day so many every day probably has six or seven not all of them have been forgotten but uh, but so they did an all saints day and it's both uh, cult, traditionally it's a day where all the saints are worshipped but then all saints on the other use of the saints all believers all the like it's a little bit it's kind of merged with that Right, and they say, oh, the reason everybody is running around with hol- with, with snack, uh, jack-o'-lanterns and dressed like demons is they're scaring away the ghost. So that the next day is very holy. That's probably not true. <laughs> but that's something that's a story that's been told. I learned that in school and in church. <laughs> you know, this is the story, right? That you, the, we, we scare away. And there's also something to that. By dressing up is, that's also a pagan tradition. By dressing up like you scare away ghosts. Something, but not in order to celebrate the Christian. So it's all pure and holy for the Christian holiday the next day. That like, wasn't why ancient pagans were doing this, right? Some, something like a Guru Purnima. So, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So the thing, so so the, uh, um, uh, uh, then the next day, but still you couldn't get rid of the next day is All Souls Day, right? They do all for all the dis- you pray for the, the ancestors. So South America it still has its strong flavor. It's the Day of the Dead. Right and and what do you do? They they also they're making it's they're celebrating death. They're making images of of, of of skeletons of skulls. They go to the graves of their ancestors. They they have a party on the on the grave of their grandfather, right? You know. Then they have a big feast. They cook. They're cooking food right there for everybody, right? Something you would never do, but on this day you do. You can see the uh, the flavor is there, right? It makes the um uh, the uh, also it the. The grave, the grave site, or the cremation ground, is not necessarily a bad place. It's the first name of Kali, and these named is Mashana Kali, Kalika, <laughs> the goddess of the cremation ground. So, we appreciate. So, in in this, like kids w- willing to overcome their fear of strangers for the desire of getting what they want, some a treat, getting what they want, right? Uh, parents or are, are, are adults, uh, older adults really to overcome the fear of having unknown people knocking on their door and demanding stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because they want blessings, right? And so this is this group of name all have the word comma in it, desire, right? So this is my transitional, clever transitional. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is all really about Kali, I'm telling you. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, this this group of name, Kamada, Kamani, Kamya, Kamaniya, Sabhavani, Kasturi, Rasa, Diptangi, Kunjarishwara Gamini. Something like that. I haven't practiced. Kunjarishwara. Yeah. Thank you, Gamini. Anyways, uh, Kamadaya. Kamadaya. Kamada. Uh, Kamada. First name Kamada. So, actually, all these names work. So, we have to think what Kamada. Usually, we think desire is not a good thing. Right? But that's a very strange thing because one of the things that keep life going is desire. Right, and also, how can we desire? Uh, one time, one Swami told me, he said, "Oh, so Swamiji, there's problem with desire. That's okay. everybody. If you really, we all have problems with desire. If we make, if we think desire is a problem, we have problems with desire, right? <laughs> right? Because, because, like, so, so then he said, then he said, well, like desire. What is desire? Is what you want, right? You just give. I remember this very simple. You want, right? He says, well, 
Can you not want what you want? Mm -hmm. That's a strange. And how do you want? How do you want what you want? Is that your choice? Right. So I make a big deal about it. You make a big. You make this huge self-loathing point of my huge problem about wanting something that I even choose to want. And how can you knock on what you want? It's a very strange. We have. It's also a lot of it comes from Christian uh, um, uh, interpretation, even of Hindu text. Right, the Christianity. And even in India, the ones who teach are Christian. No, no, they were very much influenced by Christianity. Oh. You know, not just not just by British Christianity. You go back even to uh, uh, Madhavacharya was influenced by Christianity, not not influenced by their preaching, but by that worldview has already entered into the ancient world. And right. In, so in modern times, the Gandhian view. Yeah, Gandhi was very much influenced by Christian, you know, Christian, many others like this. Right. And just a natural, uh, everybody, we're, we're all, we're, we're, our language is even Christian language, right? Even we're talking about, uh, even though the way Hinduism is taught is taught from the perspective of Christianity. Baba Rampuri says that religious studies is Christian studies. Even the topic, my, my, my degree is in religious study. It means Christian study, Christian studies. Because even the way we study other religions, we talked about this the other day, you, when they go, you, go to a Hindu, you go to a Hindu, a scholar goes to a Hindu, a Christian scholar, who understands what religion means Christianity to the Christian world, right? <laughs> the presupposition, and asks, oh, so we have to do research on your religion. So, who's your, who's your supreme God? What, who, do you worship, you worship God? Yeah, who's your supreme God? Because every religion has a supreme God. Right, so a monotheistic idea. So, well, if you ask somebody, well, well, so you come, you come up, with, you come up, you take the teachings of, of uh, your your traditional teachings, and you you can word it in a way that fits the question. So all of a sudden, it becomes Krishna or Vishnu or Shiva or Brahman, right? Some, or you know, they ask the American is, oh, it's the Great Spirit. The Great Spirit is not a monotheistic creator. It's not the same. It's not the equivalent of of Jehovah. But if you ask the question, who's your supreme God? Well, yeah, we have that. We, Call it the great, whatever the equivalent for the great spirit is, right? So, what's your what's your book? Religion's based on a book, right? So, well, what's well you ask somebody? What's the one book? Well, we could, I guess, the popular book is the Gita. So, all of a sudden, oh, Gita is the foundation of Hinduism. Gita's not the foundation. It's an important book. It's become popular partially because of this, not because originally, right? It's just all of a sudden, Christian. It's like oh, the the Bible. You know, I've even read it. I've I've read it. <laughs> I've quoted it in papers. <laughs> you know, like the Bible of Hinduism is the Gita, the Hindu Bible. Even there's versions of it called the Hindu Bible, yeah. right? <laughs> and it's not wrong. If any book qualifies like that, it'd be like that. It, it's an appropriate answer to a question to the wrong question, <laughs> right? So it's influenced every aspect, not just uh, even these big things. Like uh, I remember, the, uh, uh, I took a horrible class in religious studies in, uh, at UCI at UC OCC. OCC, you don't need to <laughs> OCC. <laughs> so this is my the introduction to religious studies, right? And I won't out loud mention the teacher. <laughs> I don't think he's living. Professor Wall. <laughs> I don't know if he's still there, but anyways, he was a wonderful, wonderfully eccentric person, right? But I was, but but I remember he had this group of questions. Right, and and we had to go and ask other religions. We had to do visitation. Even now, people come to our door. That right. we're students from OCC or something like that. They're like, "Are oh, you Professor Walls?" It's like, "Come, come, come, sit, sit. I know how to answer your question." <laughs> you know? It's simple. And one of them was like, "How do you get in trouble in your religion? How do you get out of trouble in your religion?" So it's basically it's based upon fallen salvation, uh, right? And, and and it's like the problem is the question is wrong. But if you ask the question, we can give an answer. Right, we can give an appropriate answer, but when these poor, poor saps that come here, because I know and I was and I fought against that those questions for so much, they were infuriating to me so much so that I dropped the class three times. I'm a religious studies major. You can't 
transfer to as a religious studies major when you keep dropping the one class called <laughs> religious studies. So I had to eventually take it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an obstacle, but I was so upset by the whole by this whole super Christian orientation uh, of, 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 of the top of the of, of world religion, right? Right. In your religion, how does your religion view Jesus? Some of those type of things. It was almost that type of word. He was a minister also. <laughs> That's another point. He was a, a very uh, faithful minister and probably a holy man in many ways. <laughs> right. Unfortunate that that was my introduction. Mm-hmm. There is a question uh, He says, you know, the word religion, God, yes. does not have a definition in the first place. Yes, it cannot yes. be translated. Also. Yes, yes. It's so, definitely not. In, and we mean it in a certain way, but it's it's. You, but you can make things fit. Even our, even in Christianity, we have to make things fit into the word, oh. right? Even though we think we we think we know what that word means, right? But uh, uh, but what to speak of other that don't have the same? So we have it. So uh, about, uh, like what's God? Oh, Ishwara is God. But that's okay if that. Sometimes we use the word Ishwara like God. Bhagavan is God, right? Maybe you know, <laughs> right? In the Bhagavatam, uh, 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 Shiva is called Bhagavan, right? And and Daksha. Who, who fought Shiva is also titled Bhagavan. So Bhagavan doesn't exactly mean God. Right? You know, it becomes, we use it that we're, oh, Bhagavan means, oh, God. Right? That's okay. You know, <laughs> that's how we mean it now. Maybe that's how we're using it. But it's not it's necessarily, anyway, this is a roundabout thing. Back to Kama. <laughs> Back to the original topic. Right? Same with desire. We, Christianity has made, and Western religion in general has made a, and Western culture based upon the, the, these propositions. We have a big problem with sin. Right, and sin comes from, uh, and and not only sin, we have original sin. So it's not, so the very nature of our being, the way we're born, we're born in sin, out of sin, right? We're born sinful, right? And so what's the what's the evidence? Of, like a little baby, what's the evidence that he's sinful, right? That's a, that's a view. He's sinful. He's born in sin. He's born as, uh, due to the sin of his of his ancient grandparents. Some another he's born with this disqualification. What's his sin? So St. Augustine in the Confessions, he writes, Oh, when I was a child, my mother would try to give me, and I'd cry and cry and cry trying to get attention. Right? I'd cry for more milk. That showed my sinful nature. Right? So the crying of a child proves its sinful nature. Right? It's a, that's, that's a nature, it's, 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 this is a basic biological requirement. Right? If God created life, that's the way he created it. That, uh, but you call the very structure sinful. Everything based on every every desire is going to be sinful. Every very nature of the body is sinful. The nature of every, that's why Swami Vivekananda, he, one of his opening statements at the at, at the at the the first first, he he says, "Oh, children of immortality," right? He was quoting. If he, we know he was quoting the Upanishad, Amrita Putra, right? Children of um, of immortality or of nectar, Amrita, right? He says, "Let me call you by this noble name." I forget the exact language, but let me call you by this beautiful whole noble name. He says, we refuse to call you a sinner. Right? He says, it is a sin to call a man a sinner. If there's a sin, it's to call people sinners. That's a real sin. Right? Right? It is a st- standing label, label on, 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 on human nature, humanity. I forget exactly. But this is a very big, uh, huge uh, bomb. Right? It's, 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 very, it's the exact opposite. It's, it's, re- it's reversed. And see, he was so brilliant. He could quote Jesus like in by heart. Right, because he, the type of person Jesus was, he grew up with such a person. He knew the meaning of such words. This was his claim, right? You know, he says, but he denied the very premise of the entire religion, while saying your religion is true because your founder was a realized person. If you follow him, you'll you'll attain the same goal, right? But the very foundation that you're based on is wrong. He denied the foundation 
statement one, O children of immortality, is a sin to call a man a sinner. And the Yudli says, man, first first and foremost, you have to accept you're a sinner. Right? I may have mentioned this the, uh, the other day. I watched, I mentioned it to you the other day. I watched a video on YouTube or something about it. He was a, a, a missionary from a family of missionaries, right? And he went to the, the Amazon uh, jungle to a tribe, naked tribe in the Amazon, right? And for years, he tried to preach Christianity, but he never got one real convert because the principle, he couldn't convince them that they're fallen and therefore need to be redeemed. He says that we don't, they, don't, they don't know what that means. They don't, they're not fallen from nature. Don't, they don't, that's not their worldview. And he realized in order to, to give them the cure, that he has to create the disease. <laughs> right? And then eventually it ended up losing his faith. He ended up losing his, his faith and therefore breaking connection with his family. It was a, a huge crisis for him also. He couldn't be a preacher after, you know, it's like, and he did a movie, he did a, 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 a he translated the entire New Old Testament in, into the local language and himself read it, and they loved it only because of the battle scenes. It was neat, <laughs> but not because of the foundational theological principle. You're fallen, the world's fallen, you're separated from God, and you need to, you need to repent accept, and, and, and accept the way, you have to accept this medicine. But imagine, imagine a world where there's no, where the disease isn't there to require that medicine. Right. Uh, so some of you kind of says, no, no. The, the problem isn't sin. The problem is ignorance. Right. You know, you're uh, by stating you're divine. It's ultra mortality, but you don't know it. What's his definition? He says, uh, 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 all souls are potentially divine. Potentially, something I used to uh, react to that word. It's like, oh, maybe they they could perhaps become divine. That's not what potentially means. That's how we use it. Potentially, you could be a good person if you work at it. That's not what it means. Right. It means. The potency is there. You just have to bring it out. Right? You're already divine. You just have to manifest it. And then you define religion as a manifestation of divinity already in man. These are huge things. It's simple statements. These are the thing we quote and we put them on, on, on pictures on Facebook and we lick and like and share like that without really thinking. We're revolutionary. I do the same. I get annoyed by it, but I also sometimes... <laughs> you know, like it seems like this is a nice bold statement of people kind of without really thinking what it means. It's a complete negation of... of, 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 of of thousands of years of world history and religious thought, right? And uh, it was a one statement that, that you're divine and you need to manifest that divinity, right? It's a huge, huge thing. So we're divine, manifest that divinity, and, and so uh, in, in uh, uh, and one of the problems that, that, that does bind us and that Hinduism will also hold and yoga will also hold is desire, right? But not really desire, it's, we, my Guruji used to say this, I'm very, I'm eternally grateful because the way he worded it made perfect sense to me and I still understand it, or trying to understand it. He says that we want, it's not that we shouldn't want anything. We want something, the fact that we want something means we need it. A child crying for attention from his mother, because if he doesn't get it, he will die. A crying child, a food, somebody asking for food is not, is not sinful. It, food means, if you want food, it means you're, you need food. That you're meant to have, it's proof that it, so if you, the fact that we want something, means that there's, we're in, we, are, we need something. What do we need? Right? So Guruji used to tell me, he, says, he used to say many times, he says, we want something actually, if we analyze it, we want something permanent. We want something infinite. Right? So if we really analyze, Buddhism is based upon the same principle. We want something permanent, but we search it in impermanent things. That's out of ignorance. And so if you want a permanent value from an impermanent object, if you want an infinite value from a uh, temporary, uh, uh, um, uh, finite object, you're bound to be frustrated. And then he'd look and he says, and frustrated we are. 
It's a very simple, it's a simple definition of our situation. We want something infinite, and we search it, and we get something. And so something of finite value has finite value, and you'll get finite value from it. Right? So if you want food, that's great. But you know food is a finite thing. It's not a permanent thing, not an infinite thing. So we shouldn't get bewildered when we're hungry again. That's a natural, that's part of our biological need. We need food, we get food, we, the hunger goes away, excellent. But then food comes, then the hunger comes again, we, again we want food, again we eat food. Right? But, but, if we, but if we want something that we want, we want unlimited, we want better, higher, more, permanent, unchanging. Right? We want love that will never fade. Right? We, want, we want perfect, we want eternal. Really, if we analyze, the core desire is we want, we want God, we want the infinite. By God, of course, we have to use the term properly. We want the divine, we want Brahman, we want the soul, we want the, however you want to Ananda. describe it. Ananda, yeah, that's a simple thing. We want Ananda. Right? We, want, we want happiness, bliss, peace. Right? That Swami Omananda, uh, uh, many, many years ago, at that time he had very little language, English. Right? He didn't have very little English, should I say. Um, and he says, one thing everyone wants is, you translate Ananda as peace. Now he, in better language, he says bliss and happiness, you know, the nuances. But everyone's searching peace. Right? You eat for peace. You, 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 uh, you work for peace. Everything is want peace or bl- happiness. Right? Uh, but where, uh, so we have to know wh- where that happiness, uh, 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 the yogis are saying, this is their bold statement. They're diff- it's not you're a sinner. It's just you're being you're being slightly foolish. <laughs> right? You're not a sinner. You're being slightly foolish because we're searching for something we're not where we're not going to get it, right? But that's also by ed- evolution. We search according to where we are. So many people can say we don't go from ignorance to, from ignorance to knowledge. We go from lower truth to higher truth, not from untruth to truth. We say oh asatoma asatkamayam. It's okay. We think that's a way of thinking, but actually, we go from lower truth to higher truth, step by step. We uh, so he used evolutionary language, that was the language of his generation, right? We go step by step by stage. We satisfy certain desires. We get certain knowledge. We we continue like this. So, <coughs> her Ma's first name here in verse three, I guess it's uh, name thirteen, Kamada, right? And Kamada is one who gives, grants desires. Right. So once again, each of these names can be interpreted in so many different ways. Kamada means one who grants desire, or the one who gives you kama, who gives you desire. Right. <laughs> Both meanings can be there. The general meaning that's what we turn the one who grants is a kamada, kamadayani, like this. We all the one who fulfills our desires. She's the one who fulfills our desires. Right. But it doesn't doesn't necessarily say the one who gives the who, the fruition of our uh, the, the object that fulfills the nature of our de- our specifically narrated desire. <laughs> Right, the so one who fulfills desires, or, or or one who gives desire, both things. That's very interesting. If she creates a desire for something, she is the one who will give that satisfaction. Right. That, uh, 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 so another meaning of this kamada, these these words have flavors. Right. In 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 ancient usage, kamada means true desire, but also means uh, uh, like we would say, oh, like uh, somebody is. Uh, we have this term, gracious. Right in English, somebody's very gracious. What's somebody gracious? It's, it's a, a, a gracious is somebody who gives grace, mm-hmm. right? But you can see in meaning somebody. Oh, he's very gracious, or he's very gracious. Not necessarily like he's fulfilling our prayers, but there's a there's a noble quality of somebody who's gracious. I don't know what, how else to describe. What's what's the definition of gracious? You know, it's like a noble quality, right? So Kamada is also a way, an old world way of saying she's very noble very um, um, uh, high-minded she's uh, uh, she's gracious she's 
beneficent like this, right? Uh, but all these meanings are there. We bow to she who grants us our kamadai, yei namaha, and kamin, kamin, uh, kamini, kamini. Actually, kamini will be done twice in these two verses. So we'll we'll go deeper into it as as we build. Uh, here, one way to understand it is kamini is the one who is desired, right? And so she's couple of course we want ma that's a simple thing we want to attain kali we want to attain the god we want to attain god or goddess like this that's that could be like that but also she's to go deeper that she's the one the very thing we desire the one we we're looking hankering after the satisfaction we're looking for she's that right? she's the one who grants it she's the one who gives us the 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 desire for it and she's the object of desire that's one way of that name will come back we'll, we'll go back to that name as it's given the next verse also uh, kamada, Kamini, Kamya. Kamya. So, this is. is uh, so, if Kamini we understand she who is desired, right? This is the one who is desirable. Right? A very subtle difference in name, right? In, in quality, right? Uh, 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 so, th- not only if you think, what does it mean, like. I can want something. Let's say I want a stiff drink, right? That's my desire. That's comedy in a certain sense, right? I don't want a stiff drink or a pretty girl, one of the two, right? Comedy, right? Right. But that may not be desirable. You see, there's a difference, right? You know, that that may not be for my ultimate good. Something that's desirable. If you like, it's like, oh, it's not desirable. Those desires aren't desirable. We can look in our hearts. It's not all about desires. We don't want to want everything. Right, that's like what we we can you can we can use that we can bifurcate the nature of desire and we know what we want to want certain things we don't want to want other things, right? So she's the one that we want, but she's also the one that we want to want, <laughs> right? You know, she's not just the immediate uh, pleasure, but she's the goal of pleasure. She's the the ultimate pleasure, the one we the 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 thing we're really after. So this this kamya uh, you know more because in Indian languages, but one of the uses in popular uses or even medieval uses, but even now I think kamya um, uh, can also be uh, meant like uh, uh, beautiful, right? It, uh, it means sometimes it's used like that. So somebody who's very beautiful is kamya. You can say, oh, she's a, a desired woman is kamya, a beautiful woman. But beautiful here is a, a desired, not just something that's attractive, but something that's beautiful. There's a difference, you know. Um, another term is capable. So here's interesting. Like if you're hiring somebody, you want somebody who has a lot of cap. You know, the the desired person is capable. So if you think uh, how this like things, we, we want something, right? We want the thing that will give us what we want. So she's so it's desirable in that sense. Like if you want happiness, and we want we want it in things that won't make us happy, right? So we want to want the desirable object of desire is the one that's capable of fulfilling our desire. It's really complicated, <laughs> messy, but what to do? <laughs> this is the way. This is the way it is tonight. Hmm? Well, um, the mother mm. is uh, reflected. It is desired by Shiva. Yes. And, and reflected from Shiva. Yeah, so now you're getting. This is a higher thing. Mm. <laughs> like we'll come the next the next line. <laughs> yes. No. That. No. That's exactly. <laughs> no. That, because actually, this. Because that's another, another. we get back to the very found foundation of desire, is desire is a sense of duality, the sense of two. You can't desire, you can desire oneness, but that's also a return from separateness, right? Even that, desiring something, is, or someone, something, some state, or some return, or some freedom from desire, even the desire, you know. 
that that that's based on a sense of duality. That sense of duality, that fundamental sense of duality, we call it Shiva and Shakti, right? In these verses is is Kameshura and Kameshuri. The name there will be there in the next verse, I think, Kameshura or Kameshuri, I forget. Um, uh, and that goes into in the Puranas and Tantras, we can understand a little bit of how that that level is. We'll get to that hopefully, not tonight, next time. Kamaniya Subhavani. Kamaniya. Where is it? Uh, Kamaniya Subhavani. Is what? Subhavani. Mm. So actually, Kamaniya uh, is also, um, or Kamaniya Subhavani. Subhavani. So translations uh, have uh, general translation I've found. This is not my original understanding, but uh, from what I understand, this is like whose um, uh, subhava, whose nature, her essential um, desirable nature. Yeah, someone whose nature is whose whose nature is desirable, yeah. right? That's a good, yeah, that's, I think, oh, I think it's like, like right, <laughs> that's how it's written here even. We bow to she whose nature is desirable. Uh, uh, so, but, whose nature is desirable. Of course, that's uh, some, that, that there's a person out there whose nature is so desirable, right? But this is about also like the Swabhava, it's, it's like the state almost. If she's that state or we want that state, desirable state, something like that. You know, Swabhava is its one intrinsic Quality. Yeah, so like her nature is desire. Uh, her own of desire. Of desire, right? Yeah. yeah, I think you want nature is. But I, I think that's yes. in part too. Right? Yes, nature yes. is desire because yes, desires yes. would keep everything going. Yes, yes, yes. yes. If you just like Shiva, just yes, yes. Withdraw yes. all your desires, that and Mount Kailas, nothing yeah. would happen. Yeah, actually, this is one thing, and <laughs> that's 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 a good it's a good point about the Shiva character. You see, whenever <laughs> Shiva Shiva closes his eyes, what happens? Mm. Everything freezes. There's no movement. That's Kailash in winter time, right? It's frozen, right? Uh, everything freezes, and he he's no interest in looking at anything, right? But he sees, yeah, he see he he sees the seer, not the scene. There's no scene, right? That's the thing, right? And so that's a, that's that's one. That's the truth, right? But that's not. This is. But what about this truth? What about this world, right? And so, Pakriti Devi. There's different. Some say that Shiva then wants to see something. What does he look? He looks at himself in the mirror. That's called Shakti. Right, precaution, Vimarsha, it goes and we go into that later, but uh, as we as we dissect it. But there's another aspect. Of course, Shiva wants to see, but she wants to be seen. Yes. Right. That's the type of thing. She wants yes. to be seen. Right. So she has to get Shiva's attention. And the stories, the Puranas, is like this, right. right? And when she gets Shiva's attention, she needs Shiva, whose nature is not to be married, not to be a, a householder, needs to be made. Needs to. He's still. Hey, remember me? You love me. Remember? I'm. I'm desired. Right, I'm desire and desired. Right, she awakens desire in the heart of Shiva. She has movement in, 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 in the, right, and then it changes. Then what's her symbols? You're sitting under one, a fruit tree, bana- banana tree, sugar, sugar cane, flowing rivers, right? You know, uh, these these are the symbols of Devi, not frozen mountains, <laughs> right? She's flowing rivers, right? Nature begin, nature unfreezes and begins to move again, right? As long as Devi can be is keeps Shiva looking at her. 
desiring her. Right. right. So there's something exactly right. In, in, in this is, these are foundational points of Tantra. This right. Tantric or philosophical foundations of Tantra, not practical foundation, practice foundations. But um, a very nature of, 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 of Shiva and Shakti or of consciousness and it's manifest uh, and, and uh, precaution vimarsha like this uh, uh. so the next one actually fits this this gets more ne- immediately in order to make these things rhyme you know and and to fit there's some uh sometimes you get a slight break but the break's never unrelated here kasturi rasa the uh let me make it bigger Liptanganye uh, means uh, um, she who smeared her body, her limbs, angas, who was uh, kasturi, kasturi, kasturi. Uh, this is what's kasturi? Musk, musk, musk. right? Kasturi. Uh, uh, Ma's favorite fragrance is musk, right? We use please come. We we use musk and worship. Of course, musk is not. A, it comes from what does musk comes from the uh, the musk deer, right? The navel from uh, there, there's a gland like this. And it's illegal. It's a highly forbidden item because these deers are being hunted for this very valuable and divinely smelling perfume, right? Um, uh, but it's, it's it's illegal, but not fully illegal, because the government, in order to do research, uh, uh, um, um, cultures musk deer, and sells musk, right? In Cumbridge shops in Calcutta, very rare. Dakshinishwar occasionally, the deer? the deer is killed for this, right? You know, um, that's why it's con- not it's considered. Yeah, it's a very it's it's a smell. I've smelled it a few times. Okay, because they they rub Ma's body in Dakshinishwar. She's what's her name? She whose limbs are are smeared with musk, right? So they f- smear her limbs with musk in Dakshinishwar. Not always. You can see sometimes they and sometimes we get a little cotton that's smeared and like that, and they put it in the give it to Usha and Usha brings it back to the devotees to smell, right? And when it's real musk, it's even now thinking about it, like my hair stands up on it. It's a very completely divine smell. Right. Mm. Other times it's more perfumey type of thing. You can see it as a really, really, really high quality oils, but it's not pure kasturi, kasturi, right? Right. This is a truly divine fragrance, right? But it's also mythological significance. Ramakrishna tells the story of the musk deer, right? Because the musk deer, he smells because uh, even now, like I said, thinking about it, I want to go smell it. I don't think we have any right now. <laughs> right. Thinking about it, I, d- I totally forgot how much I want to smell musk. Right. It's such a wonderful <laughs> musk, right? Desire. Yeah, that's a desire. She awakens. Even the thought of it awakens. That subtle. We don't smell such subtle smells in this world. Material smells are very gross. Perfumes are very gross, yeah. right? Our fanciest perfumes is 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 harsh alcohol, uh, uh, um, skunk urine, <laughs> mixed with different chemicals in order to get smells, right? And we can because we're. But that's if you think about it, they have their own beauty and like charm, but nothing compared to but these. It doesn't elevate the mind. It doesn't elevate the mind. This elevates the mind. But um, Arikeshev. Uh, what was the flower that he, he searched? There's one flower mentioned in the scriptures in the Lita Sasunama. This is a fragrant uh, fragrance of of, of, of Devi. And but she says, I've read it so many times. I chanted every morning. He chanted the Sasunama. He says, I've never smelled it. Right? I've never met anybody who smelled it. I don't know if it exists. So he went on. A, he loves searching. No, no, it's a real flower, but it's probably not common to make essences out of it. Right? But he found it. I forget. It may come to me, but. Uh, 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 and he bought he in in in, in Hud, you were with him in Hudwar he found it, yes. right? And he had to through a known person of a, a shopkeeper who he knew who who was a friend who has a shop over here who deals in fragrant oils and bit by bit he got this type of stuff right. And some he kept main for his morning for his puja he worships it the Sri Yantara and Shalagram he worships it. Some he separated just to let devotees smell, 
Because it's, it says in the scripture that this is one of the smells of David. You, can, you want to smell it? Here, smell it. You can smell it. You know, like this is like, this is a big, big, big treat, right? Yeah. So custody is like this. It's a truly divine fragrance, right? Um, uh, uh. And so you, like we use perfumes from all, we use red, right? It's a, it's a, uh, uh, but it's a musk. It's not musk, but it's musky. So we try to use musky smells for Kali because of, the, of these type of names. She likes mm -hmm. musk. In the Kali, the hundred names of Kali, there's like nine or ten names Custody, 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 custody. She likes foods with custody. She likes, she likes uh, fragrance with custody. She likes incense of custody. She likes uh, food which has been sprinkled with custody. You know, She's like the quality. Of it. So it is a divine smell, but it's a symbolic smell also, and with significant, right? Uh, symbolic or significant means it signifies something, right? Not just that it's important. Significant or symbolic means it, it also signifies something other. And so this smell, although it's self-divine, uh, very refined, in the material world, it's a very refined smell, right? But it's come, but in one sense, it's coming from the oil of some of some gland and uh, animal, right? So it must, it's, it's important not just because it's a pleasant smell; it signifies something, right? It's significant, right? That's what we use that term. We forget out why we even use the word. It's a world of, of sim symbolism. Things signify other th realities. That's the nature of, of the symbolic world that we live in, right? In the world of, 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 of puja and, and, and symbols like this. So it says that that's, that smell, that the, the deer smell the smell, right? It says, where is it coming from? Where that I've never smelled, please come, I've never smelled such a divine fragrance. Right? Uh, and he runs around, right? Searching, 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 so much, searching everywhere, all the forest. So much so that he doesn't realize it's going to be hunted. Mm -hmm. There's people, there's other animals. It's not even, when you're searching for something, when you have a strong desire, you don't notice, you forget to, to know you're, you to be careful. Right? And we are, we're very lucky. We're, I can't say we're at the top of the food chain because mosquitoes <laughs> eat us. Right? But we're not, but we're not, but not many things kill us. Right? Mm -hmm. I, our friend Balgopal gave a very nice talk at the, uh, he gives morning talks at the Hare Krishna Temple on Bhagavatam. This is very nice. He says that, you think about it, we like, all of you came, you left your house, you got in the car and you came to the car, you all came, after you car, but you were actually thinking, on the way to the temple, something may catch me and eat me, right? Most animals in the world, almost every animal in the world, thinks all day long, it's going to be eaten and killed. Yeah. <laughs> this is custody. This is a little bit of, ah, Jesse, you want to pass, you take it around. <laughs> it's old now, but you can get a little fragrance. Real that not only is kasturi but has rub ma babaturini's limbs. Uh, you get a little bit of the fragrance. This is a, this is divine, truly a divine fragrance, even materially divine because it touched ma's limbs. Just see, <laughs> when it first came, oh, but even now, let me smell again. I didn't give it a full whiff. <laughs> Where is that coming from? Let's <laughs> find out. To find the library. Oh, little bag. I'm In case you're wondering where the smells come from, I'm making under his navel. Thank you. Now, but this this five years ago, this was something. Even now, the faint fragrance of it. It's one of our great uh, uh, prashad thingies, right? Uh, but anyway, so that so so, so I think so, so that that the deer runs around, not conscious. A deer's job is to eat, to procreate, right, and not to be killed, not to be eaten. That's the basic world, most animals in the world besides humans, most humans, you know. You go out every day, you try to eat, try to raise your family, and not be eaten. That's the main <laughs> goal, right? But if you're, if you're obsessed, running around, like, where, where, where is it, then you, you don't pay attention, right? Is that right? to attract females? Is that why they have the... Most everything is. <laughs> everything men do is to attract females. <laughs> <laughs> that's another app. that's its physical manifestation 
Women to woo women. That was uh, the great line from the uh, Dead Poet Society. The purpose of all poetry is to woo women. You know, <laughs> ultimately. All that. So, so, the, uh, uh, um, but anyways, what it, most likely that's uh, I don't know the biological cause, but yeah. uh, but uh, um, but this is a symbolic story, right? right? So <laughs> whether or not deer really do this, also I don't know if the deer <laughs> run around. Whereas you know, it's 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 a it's a it's, it's a symbol of a very important spiritual reality. Mm-hmm. Looking for this divine fragrance, they run everywhere. Right, not paying attention to they, that they're being hunted, right, and easily without paying attention, they can, they're they're killed and 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 and, the, and their family suffers everything like this, right? Because but they didn't know the whole time the the fragrance is coming from themselves, mm-hmm. right? So similarly, we're searching everywhere for our desired object, and in so doing, we get into very dangerous situations. Some things are obvious, Some, uh, you know, people into drugs, into sex addiction, into legal substance, illegal habits and gambling trying to get you can easily see how easily trying to get what we want we forget the danger that uh, to be careful right that's uh, but even that's that's true at its grossest level even subtly it's there trying to get what we want that we want happiness we want prosperity we want safety we want education and in so doing we can easily in order to get what we think we want where from the places we think we we will get them not knowing where the happiness, satisfaction comes, we open ourselves to a lot of danger, a lot of influences, right? Uh, 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 into material thinking, material interactions that pollute us and bind us. Some things more dramatically, right? You know, sometimes you see somebody, we hear stories like this, and we've even seen almost these things enacted in front of us almost, where for one desire, people give up their whole life. People give up, lose their whole families for one desire. Right, out of controlled desire, right? Uh, uh, the, so disturbs the mind, right? And so that's true of all desires. I mean, uh, anything, other, but, but but this is like it's using. It's not just she whose limbs smell nice, right? The the, the words custody. I think here must have a, uh, must have a significance. And all these names of ka- of comma, and, and and the significance of what this means to put this this name which breaks the rhyme pattern, right? Uh, it must be some must be some reason. It must be related, and because. What we, uh, 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 the one we, the thing we're searching for is within us, and in our searching, trying to search it outside, we get easily lost, right? Running through, we run through this forest like madmen, madwomen, right? Uh, not knowing, right? But it's not easy to stop searching because it is what we want, right? So somebody tells you stop, stop wanting, that's not possible. Stop desiring. That's what Christianity has told us, right? Stop desiring. How is it possible? It's not possible, right? So it's a more sober but more difficult message, right? It says, no, what you want, you don't, the problem, your, your desire is divine, right? But, you don't, but you're, you don't know how to find it, right? And the story that so many, like, there's a, let me tell you a story of an ancient deer that has a fragrance coming out of its navel, right? Runs around, you know, so the story is very significant. But she who's, but, she, but also her limbs, are, 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 uh, uh, so it's interesting. So we also we, we, we can kill a deer and smear its so custody. That means, I mean, if we take the attraction um, part, so mm. then we're attra- she smears it so that we're yeah. attracted to her. So that's the point is that where is her? Is, so given that one thing is that we can take the, the perfume and smear it on an image of Kali. And if we see Kali, maybe her limbs will smell. I'm guaranteed her limbs will smell like custody, you know. But this story about the the source of this fragrance coming from within the na- your own navel. Your, your navel meant also like the ground of your, your your essence, your center, your core. We use that term, the navel. I feel it in my gut. You know, your gut. You feel like it's your very essence. Sometimes you think your heart or the head, but you know that's some 
a real tangible not source. Not of our birth. Yes, that's the whole. Literally, that's where, where that's where our connection to the goddess, where to our goddess, our mother comes from, right? Our navels, our our umbilical cord, are connected to it, right? But it's, so it's all about, and so these, she, it's smeared on her limbs. Where are her limbs, right? Her limbs. She's within us, right? What's, that's one thing. What she's within us. She's she's us also, right? And she's everything also. Right, but the problem is she's everything. But we try to see her outside, and without seeing her inside, we get lost. Right, Sri Ramakrishna said, first we see her inside, then you see her outside. Otherwise, you get lost. Right, but we shouldn't say, oh, she's not out. It's a healthy mentality to know, oh, she's everything. That's true. Better to have a view with like, because most most religions and most people, even in our religion, start with ideas like, oh, maybe God's within, but outside is all evil. Right, that's a, that's not a healthy thing. Right. But it's, it's, we, we tell that, oh, be careful, it's evil, don't touch it, it's the devil, right? Because we don't want people to get lost in it. That's a common message in religion, and maybe well-intentioned, right? So we should know, no, this world is divine, and one day we'll see it for what it is. Until then, we have to, we have to, find, we have to fi- find, we have to know what to look for. First we find it within, then we see it. First we see, then we see it outside. Kunjareshwara Gamini. Kunjareshwara Gamini. Kunjareshwara is the lord of elephants. Right? So a lordly elephant, you could say. Oh, that's actually, but this is a reference in the scriptures, in the mythology. This is Arivata. No? Arivata is the name of Indra's. What is it? Airavata. Airavata. This is Indra's uh, uh, elephant. So you think, like, uh, among elephants, Airavata is the king of elephants. He's the ele- you know it's like it's glorified. It's a really beautiful, uh, lordly. Uh, 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 lordly is a better term than the lord of lordly elephant. He's a gorgeous, and elephants have a certain gait, right? And of course, and and a lot of elephants are a, a big symbol. Once again, they're significant. They signify something, and 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 throughout all Indian religion, of course, we have so many references to elephants, um, uh, but the rut coming from elephants, elephant rut. Uh, which is what they exude to attract. A fe- there's a uh, they exude a, 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 a hormone or something like that from the from their temples, right? That's a huge auspicious symbol, very much like kasturi. It's a similar type of thing, and its gait is considered extremely attractive. And so, in a certain sense, it's, it's playing on this the, this royal, glorious gait of a king, a kingly elephant, or king of elephants is the movements, uh, comparing it to the movements of a beautiful, <coughs> wide-hipped woman, right? Because remember, she's a, remember we talked about this, uh, many of the names before were describing her as wide-hipped and this is that, uh, she's uh, 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 in hmm? it's motherhood and, 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 and uh, uh, that aspect of it and, and it's choosing purposely trying to, of course it's, the problem is we're so separated from the motherhood ideal that that's not what what's even society doesn't even hold that attractive anymore, right? But in every culture, everywhere in the world, forever, except now and here, that was a sign <laughs> of feminine beauty. Why? Because it's because you're you're attracted to somebody in order to keep life going, right? Now it's artificial. We attract to people not uh, we're attracted to people to make sure life doesn't keep going, <laughs> to keep our enjoyment going rather than life going, right? So it's a different. You can see where everything gets a little bit polluted. The thing is not impure. Our attitude. So, what uh, Neem Kurli Baba, a great statement. He says, God gives us everything pure, and we make we sp- we make it dirty. That's the thing. It's not we have. It's not that we gave everything. We've are we we we're so separated from it now. We've complicated it. Uh, 
a few minutes before we uh, actually will rather than go into the next verse because which uh, which also <laughs> continues a comedy we can never finish more than one verse I don't think but uh, uh, don't, say hmm? <laughs> What's don't say never well we want to keep talking about ma see the thousand names is only a symbolic it means unlimited names right, right? unlimited names <laughs> It's like uh, we say A B C. We mean all, all the letters, even though you only mentioned three, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So we say when we say the thousand names, a hundred names, it's not a, a never an exhaustive list. So you want to keep these uh, names and qualities rotating. But let me glance real quick. Any important point? Yeah, I think because the next name breaks again. No, doesn't break. It's a very. I'll give you a hint. The next <laughs> name, Kakara Varuna. Sarvangi, right? She who's who uh, who is a, the category of, of letters starting with ka, right? These are letter in Sanskrit. You have the uh, the kaka, uh, you know, like this, right? So that's that goes into the whole tantric theology of vibration and sound and some yeah. cool stuff like that. But I'll give you a, we, in order to pick it up next 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 week. The uh, uh, these letters are also within our own body, in the petals of the chakras. Right? Where do you think these petals might be? Where the the ka varna, sarva varna, uh, these are in the heart. These are anahat chakra. These are the the syllables in the petals of the heart. Right. So it's also interesting. She's all letters, not just this letters, but she begins with these yeah. letters. And also ka also means the beginning of the alphabet. It's like saying a. Right. Right. So comes oh I don't know ka from ka. <laughs> means I'm ignorant, right? I don't even know me. I don't even know ABC. It's people humble, a humble way of saying an old world saying, "Oh, I'm 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 just a foolish I'm just a foolish boy. I don't know anything. I don't know karka." <laughs> that's the way you say, it. right? But that's actually but means the entire. And so as we go into the theory of vibration, which all this is based upon ultimately, right? Uh, uh, how spanda and the matrikas and we we'll go. We can't go too deep in because it's this will be brought out in thousand and a thousand nine hundred more names coming <laughs> in the future ka, but hmm? i'm sorry but ka also means why ka means ah that's very yeah 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 that's why it's the first uh starts with why the first uh, yes. concept because it starts out with why yeah why. yeah yeah okay mm. yes uh, no the, the syllables are very um uh, uh, uh there's a lot just just to think about how ka becomes ka mm -hmm. right that's the answer to the question Right, everything goes into very hmm? ka becomes ka. Ka, from short a to long a. Yeah, my pronunciation is not great. Right, that movement from a to a, yeah. that itself is a whole thing from 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 Shiva to Shakti. Yes. Right, that's a whole thing from 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 uh, many many things like this. It's very, you know, yeah. very very. Yeah, they, I don't go because I'm going to run out of things to say in the future. I have to pace myself because I don't know that much. So I have to be careful <laughs> what I say. But it is very. So this is hinted. This is the theme of the letters will come. Uh, she's uh, who's all matrikas. She whose garlands are the letters. She'll go into the names will be folded upon it. But it's just giving. But here it's starting specifically with the first the first group of letters. I am uh, uh, Sarvanga Kavarna Sarvanga Sarvanga. Right, the first group of letters. I she is that that group of letters. Those letters are in the heart. But also that first letter is important because even that from the ka to ka from y in its answer comes that that's a, that's a that's the foundational duality. Right, and so that's what we're talking about with all these kamini and kamyan, kamarupini, and all these episodes. These are based upon that foundational reality. And the question is really, remember the first line, what's the first word? Is smashan. A good name, remember, it's Halloween. We have to invoke the smashan once again, right? <laughs> right. First name, first word is smashana, 
Rasmashana Kalika, right? That's a Rasmashan Kali, I forget the I'll tell you exactly. Smashana Kalika. Uh, uh, and we mentioned that the Smashana means Brahman, ultimately. Right? At many levels of it, but like the right. So where the dissolution of the of the uh, the uh, essential duality, but it's not you can't dis- you can't dissolve an essential something, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the uh, you, if if like if I have wood and I burn it, this is the symbol of the duni. This is the womb of the divine mother herself, right? If I burn a piece of wood, right, and it's burnt, what's left? So actually, the wood is not essential nature. I'm not burning the essential nature. What's left is the essential nature, mm-hmm. ash. This is the symbol of what Shiva wears, what we wear. This is we give her, but this is the blessing, right? Uh, very significant. This is the essential nature of everything, ultimately, is that. And we even say, oh, everything gets reduced to a pile of ash, right? This is our most beautiful body, uh, uh, 60, 70, 80 years work, right? Of beauty, education, working, how much we do, how much suffering, how much struggle. At the end of it, three and a half pounds of ash <laughs> right this is what it boils down to right so this is also a symbol of that that that, uh, that the very first name but even then you go to the other extreme kamani kamya you know all these names of a desire and pleasure and, and the satisfaction of pleasure and all these names are there but they those aren't actually the essential thing these are the next step up right from uh, uh, the manifest the one being manifested Anyways, it gets it gets it'll go deeper. We'll go into it next week. Any other comments or questions? Ma, any, any Halloween statements? <laughs> any ghost stories? We can tell a ghost story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the scariest the scariest story is about the. I think the scariest story we told tonight is about the the. Uh, the deer, the musk deer, who runs around <laughs> madly searching for something, yeah. and you see many stories like you uh, being. See, we can. That's interesting. We can be. You can chase something, or we can be chased by something. <laughs> you know, that's another thing, also, right? But so it's a very. Uh, 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 Funny, which uh, which um, god uh, in, in mythology um, chases the deer? Yes. Is is Brahma? Yes, yes, the one yes. that has created. Yes, yes. No, actually, that's he, there'll be references to that that story in these names, right? right? That, that's also there, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, that's an interesting. His that that story will be a background to two or three names, if I remember, in the future, right? It's very significant. All right, we we have Arati, Jai Ma Kali, Happy Halloween. <laughs>